This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Everyone Lies. Or Everybody Lies. Or Every Person Lies. Whatever you want to call it. It's our house show where we talk house in the house. We're in houses. We're separated in different houses because of things going on in the world. But we're in houses right now. Right, Mike? Yes. <laughs> and it's not a house party or even a house party too. No, no. Although my hair is starting to get pretty uh, long. like uh, Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm in need of a haircut as well. But, you know, it's uh, we're doing our part. Uh, I think Mike and I are the only two people in Michigan doing our part. Uh, Could to, be. To, uh, to stave off, stave off the, uh, the virus. But we're here with you. Uh, just huddle around your TVs like it's 1941, and we'll tell you. Your TVs. Whatever, your radios, your phones. I don't think we're on TV. <laughs> Not on the radio either. But... <laughs> huddle around your TVs and say, I can't hear shit. To all our boys at war and all the ships at sea. Um, but anyway, this episode of House is entitled... Uh, what? Three stories. Yeah, three three stories. And it's, it's I know this is a favorite of yours. You've it, mentioned this from the beginning. It's three uh distinct stories. Yeah, this is this might be my favorite episode of House of All Time. It's definitely up there. I so So it's all downhill from here. This is one of the This is one Eight of the more seasons, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Pure shit. This is one of the ones where they they kind of change up the formula a little bit and it's uh it usually works pretty well when they uh, when they change up the formula, which makes you think the formula is not that great, right? Well, it's it's a clear, it's very much a procedural show, like a like a Law and Order or something like that. But when they when they mess with it, a lot of times they come up with some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's usually for a good reason. I I, I like this episode a lot. It was pretty good. Um, so do you want to see? So it starts off. Uh, Good old house has gotten into some shenanigans again, and so he wants to go to clinic duty. And uh, for some reason, like uh, in order to get out, they have him do a lecture, and the lecture is in like twenty minutes. So basically, they had no backup plan. So I think Cuddy is at the point where she just knows house so well, she could just easily manipulate him into doing whatever she wants at any time. Yep, exactly. <laughs> she says, and he argues that this dude that's supposed to be uh, Doctor Riley, that's supposed to be giving the lecture. Uh, he's like, well, he's lying. He can't be sick this this often, um, and, and not be lying. So right. they try. Then to... he actually goes into the everything lies line a little bit, which is nice. Mm-hmm. So he tries to he tries to negotiate, and uh, she's like, you know, just do it for two hours. I know you'd rather listen to yourself than do two hours of clinic duty. So he goes he goes to go in, and then he's met by Seal Ward. From uh, what was she on thirty something, or she was on some show? I don't remember. No clue. But uh, turns out, and we've had hints of her before. Uh, she plays the character of Stacy Warner. This is uh, when when Jimmy Olsen there, <laughs> little Jimmy, didn't uh, J- uh, uh, James uh, Wilson didn't want to uh, go out with House, and he was making up excuses. This is who he went to dinner with. Or, uh, you know, basically just kind of catching up with her. And, uh-huh. you know, Wilson wasn't just trying to catch up with her. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's why her husband uh, 
has a I don't know whatever he's got. Well, I almost I almost gave away the next episode. <laughs> um, but anyway, so she uh, she says, "Hey, uh, we used to date." Um, you know, <laughs> I need to let the audience know that uh, you know it's been five years, but we used to date, and here's scans from my husband. He's you know been fainting and has abdominal pain. What you know, I want you to try to tell me what's going on because no other doctor can figure it out. And he's basically he's like, you know, I don't know if I want him to get better, so I'm gonna go to this lecture now. So he goes and. You know, one thing that I like about this is the lecture halls, like maybe a quarter full at the beginning. And as the story, like as he continues, it gets fuller and fuller until basically it's standing room only at the end. <laughs> um, but he, he starts out and says, uh, so three people, you know, like this is how he's going to teach the class because it's a class about diagnostics. He says three people present with leg pain. Uh, what's wrong with them? And then, you know, the know-it-all guy, uh, or as he's credited in the, in the credits, Keen student. <laughs> is it Andrew Keegan? <laughs> no, Andrew Keegan is rebellious student. Oh, okay. And then the, the, the guy, hair makes him rebellious. Yeah, apparently. The girl, because nothing else does. The Asian girl is caring student. And then the other guy, the guys that raises his hand, he's like, uh, most, uh, you know, leg pain is musculoskeletal or whatever. He's a keen student. Huh. That's weird because caring student, I believe uh, the, the lady from the craft had a different name for her. Exactly. Christine Taylor's character. <laughs> but uh, sweet ass callback. Um, that's, what you, that's what you can uh, look forward to on Massive Life. Sweet ass callbacks. Which you've already listened to. Yep. Um, so, so, uh, anyway, he, he basically says, you know, let's, let's figure out what's going on with him. And, uh, uh, the, the rebellious student <laughs> says, uh, hey, so what were they doing? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, they didn't ask. And he says, uh, yeah, I asked all that told me was what they said was happening, which is a really great foreshadowing for, you know, some stuff that happens in this episode. So he says the first one is a farmer uh, who feels some pain in his leg and then collapses as, when he's out in the field uh, mending a fence. Second patient is a volleyball player, falls down at volleyball practice, gets hurt. Third patient is uh, Carmen Electra golfing. <laughs> uh, what did you think of Carmen Electra's uh, golf outfit? <laughs> Uh, I don't know that uh, she would actually wear that uh, playing golf. No, I don't know that she would. I don't. I don't know. I don't know that she'd play miniature. I don't know. Golf. You know, I don't. When I think about it, I don't know anything about Colonel Electra. She's associated with Prince Amal. That's it. Is she on anything? I don't think so. Was, was she, she in a movie? Was I she, couldn't tell you. Was she in Baywatch? She, see that? That's my thought as well. Maybe she was on Baywatch, but maybe she's just known for like. Maybe she's like the uh, earlier version of uh, what's her name. That lady who was with Kanye West, Taylor Swift. Amber Rose. Oh yeah, maybe. It, maybe, maybe. Oh uh, no, say was she in? Uh, she was in uh, beer league, but that's uh, not beer league. What the hell am I thinking of? Basketball. Beer fest. Basketball. That's it. But that's not her. That's Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, that's the other one. Jenny McCarthy was at least on Singled Out on MTV. Yeah, and she was in Scream Three, I think. I think 
Carmen Electra was maybe parodied in one of the Scream movies or something. I, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she. I. I don't. If anybody knows why I know who Carmen Electra is, aside from the fact that she was very attractive, uh, let me know. How does she survive? That's what we. How does she know. survive? I was she in Playboy? She's probably in Playboy, right? I. I have no idea. All right. Well, I'm guessing she was. I think people our age in general. Uh, uh, outside of Jason Forbes, have seen very few Playboys. Oh yeah, I agree. Like I've maybe seen five, and they're like, eh. I think yeah. I mean, I, already our, our porno, pornographic technology was already well advanced by that point. Yeah, I'm. I may have seen about five too, and I think one of them was the Marilyn Monroe one, <laughs> which I think was the first one, and that's. I think so. That's more like that's not even that's not even pornography really like. When if if you see I don't if you've ever seen that one like you know actually gone gone into that one it's more just like an artifact than anything else. Uh but um yeah so where were we pornography um uh xnxx.com no um that's right Carmen Electra so uh he's like you know hey what's going to what's happening with him so they go to the farmer first and uh, I like this too. This is a good, uh, like a little, I don't know, touch where he's like, um, you know, how, uh, how'd you get to the fence? And, uh, you know, how far was he? He was like, uh, it's about a half a mile from my farmhouse. I, I hiked there. The pain started in my ankle and is radiating upward. Uh, just like speaking in very clinical medical terms. Uh, they play a lot with, um, you know, like space and time and, and stuff like that. At one point, House House even says, uh, uh, but as we've established, uh, time is not a fixed construct. Hey, you know what, uh, Mark? Hmm. Carmen Electra also hosts a single out. Oh, really? For one year. Well, that's and she why. was on Baywatch for one year, the same year. And she was in Playboy as well. So you were oh. kind of all right all across the board. But I think that's mostly what she's known for. Wow. So she had, what year was it, 96? Uh, I think. I think it was 97 and 98. Okay. Yes. So 97 to 98, she had one year of popularity. That was your year. That's how she survives. All right. She's I guess she has like Dave Dave Navarro and Dennis Rodman money, perhaps. So, so. Oh, yeah. She, that's right. She was married to Rodman and Navarro, yeah. She was in Cheaper by the Dozen, too. You saw that one, I'm sure. Did I see the second one? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, speaking of Hillary Duff, though, Hillary <laughs> Hillary Duff's husband, we Hillary Duff's husband, apparently, um, did a, like sent a bunch or on Twitter, uh, did a bunch of selfies of her, like like embarrassing selfies with her making weird faces or whatever to entertain himself while they were, you know, quarantined or whatever. I don't know. It was on a. Hmm. It was like I said before. For whatever reason, BuzzFeed just shows up in my news thing all the time. That was a BuzzFeed article. If you can believe it, if you can believe that huh. hard-hitting news story was uh, brought weird. to you by BuzzFeed, it was. <laughs> anyway, so um, what else happens in this episode? So he kind of goes through the uh, the different patients and everything. I think the structure of the show makes it a really good episode, but I think it's a lot less confusing if we just kind of say what happens, you know, with each one in order. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I think that's the the best way to try to do it. 
Yeah, so the farmer, um, he's presenting with his uh, leg, shooting leg pain, uh, very descriptive, this, this farmer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he goes, and then they're trying to, he goes, okay, so what would you do first? And they're, I believe they started to order tests. Is that the first uh, thing they wanted to do? Yeah, they wanted to order tests. They uh, they thought maybe a D-dimer or, you know, should they get a PET scan, maybe a, uh, you know, an MRI. MRI. And House goes, okay, yeah, but he's dead because uh, you need to look because it's actually a uh, a bite. It looks like a snake bite. Yep. Yeah, because he he's they're like, well, we didn't have time to run any tests. It's like, well, you had time to look at the leg. Great. Great. <laughs> yeah, which is obviously the first thing they should do. Yeah. Puncture wound. Um, yeah. So they're, they 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 determine there's three different types of snakes in uh, in New Jersey. There's the uh, what was it? The copperhead. Yep. Timber rattler and coral. Timber rattler. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the I, I was really into snakes for some period of time. So you should be able to instantly tell the difference between a coral snake, which is what they suspect it is, because it gives them the venom that would account for the copperhead and the uh, timber rattler. Yep. Uh, and the other two, because the coral snake is a very small snake, and it actually bites. Each time it bites, it injects more venom. It's not like one big punch, so they do a lot of biting. So it'd be very curious to not be able to tell from the bites alone it was a coral snake. Right, yeah. In spite of this, the uh, house does know exactly how much venom a snake has in its uh, its, its venom sack, whatever it's called. I don't know. <laughs> that is so weird, too, because they give him the report. And he yeah, goes, they, capture a, they capture a timber rattler, and they, uh, you know, like, go ahead, Mark, I'm sorry. Yeah, they no, it's fine. They give him the report, and he's like, uh, uh, couldn't have been the snake. Uh, you see the... Uh, you see the the volume of uh, venom. There's no way a snake uh, of this size regenerates that much venom that fast. And then the keen student <laughs> rightly says, "We're supposed to know how fast snakes make their venom," <laughs> which is a hilarious. Comment. It's like kind of a joke without being a joke, right? And House is like, "No, unless you have a patient bit by one, then it could be helpful." It's like. But it's not really helpful in this situation, House. <laughs> right. Like, well, speaking of hilarious jokes, yeah. Did you catch? The, I'm sure you caught the one in the most recent uh, Better Call Stall. <laughs> oh, actually, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, my wife oh, and I are going to okay. watch it tonight. It's, it's, it's a great episode. I'm, I'm glad I didn't say who said what because I would have definitely spoiled something. So never mind. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely. I'm going to watch it tonight. I, I, uh, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's a very good episode. All right. Nice. Oh, yeah, so yeah, it's like the most incredulous, like, you know, but House, of course, knows this because House knows everything. So mm-hmm. he goes, oh, it's not this. So they start giving the treatment for the other uh, snake. Yep. The, the coral snake, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, but yeah, so then it's it's also not working. And then they basically kind of realize it's like a flesh-eating bacteria type strain. Is yeah. that correct? Yep, that is correct. His leg is turning black. And it's like they, they do a really good job on the makeup uh, on this part. It looks nasty. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember if it was a classic uh, chase informant like visit or some other way. He finds out that the guy's dog had previously bit somebody. Yes. Yeah, because he so says they, uh, he goes. He says to the he says to the students, um, you know, he's like basically he says the guy's dying. Um, you know, all we can do now is call the yeah, family or whatever. Very quickly, he will, they don't know what poison he succumbed to, but yeah, it's very quickly going to be a dead man there. Yeah, and so he's like, uh, he says to the guys, he's like, "What do you?" Uh, they have a class, uh, you know, on how to tell people you're dying. You know, you guys role play and stuff. And um, they're like, yeah, you know, one of us gives the news. One of us gets the news. And he goes, another thing that, you know, House points out, which, you know, is is weird if you think about it. He's like, what do you need to do to get an A in your dying 101? 
<laughs> right. And then he points out that uh, he has a buddy, Wilson. He doesn't say his name, obviously, but obviously he's talking about Wilson, who uh, House has to pay him $5 every time somebody thanks him. And he's so good that, you know, he's taking a lot of House's money because people thank him. Right. For right. Yeah, that was die. funny. But that is that is totally Wilson. Um, so oh, sure. so he goes, he says to the guys like, you know, you're dying. And the guy's like, what are they going to do? with my dog, you know, and he's like, well, neighbors will take him. And he's like, no, they, they won't, they hate him, you know, and all this stuff. And that's when house figures out that the snake, it wasn't a snake bite. It was a dog bite. And then they swab it and realize that it's this flesh eating bacteria. And then they're able to, is it, they treat it, but they need a surgery. I, I think they're, they're concerned that they might have to take the leg because the uh, mm. bacteria has advanced so far. Yeah. It's gotten into too much of the tissue to be able to stop. Um, and in every one of these stories, there's a decision about whether or not you need to amputate someone's leg. Yep. And the farmer does end up getting his leg amputated. Um, you know, but it, it were, and the dog gets put down, but it works out for him. He gets a new dog and you know, his life is, yeah, you can replace your dogs. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, you know, it like, obviously don't go, you know, willy nilly, um, you know, euthanizing dogs or whatever, but I mean, the dog had a flesh-eating bacteria in its mouth, and it was biting and people. And it bites so. people. <laughs> yeah, so not a good combination. No. Um. So then the next one is the volleyball player. Uh, at first, it's the uh, same middle-aged guy, uh, but then he changes it to a you know nondescript because he's have to ch- he has to change the identities so that you know to protect their their uh, medical um, you know information. HIPAA stuff. laws, that kind of yeah. stuff. So he, uh, you know, eventually they just make it a generic uh, girl. But uh, this is a Cameron case because <laughs> she she goes and gets the history from the girl. And she comes in and in, in very Cameron style, you know, she's like uh, this, boy, this boy that she likes. Uh, you know, she asked her to dance and he's like, blah, 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 like everything. And um, she's like, uh, you know, the boy, she's depressed. She knows the boy's a jerk, but she's still depressed. And she's like, I think she might have a thyroid problem. And he's like, oh, uh, you know, problems in the thyroid gland can cause tendinitis, which is what they think it is, uh, inflammation of the tendons in the leg, uh, and also can cause depressed mood. So they give her a, uh, you know, a thyroid test, uh, inject a needle in her neck. Not not pleasant. But um, her T4, which is uh, a thyroid hormone, is off. So they give her th- some thydroxin to, uh, to try to treat that. But then it doesn't work, and uh, she starts having uh, hypercalcemia and um, uh, like extreme sensitivity to touch. And it turns out they do a scan. It turns out that she has a uh, tumor in her femur, uh, like uh, I think an ar- a- osteosarcoma, uh, cancerous tumor in her in her femur. And again, it's one of those things where it's like the surgeons are going to go get it. Uh, they might have to amputate. It's a very real possibility, depending on how large the tumor is and how ingrained it is. Yeah, and as they point out in the other story, that they'd rather be more safe than sorry, because you know, obviously, they wouldn't want to, you know, have to go back in or you know, not get it all out and mm-hmm. have it spread again. Yep, exactly. And to the surgeon, it's just you know, the more tissue they remove, the better. So I mean, uh, in a, in a sense, it is. I mean, I don't think they're just haphazardly walking around like amputating legs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the same. You know, it's it's more important that they get the cancer out than yep. you know retake the leg. 
Yep, and House points out that it's not an unreasonable position for surgeons to take. Uh, you know, the it, it, they're not thinking about, oh, how happy is this patient going to be at the end of this surgery? They're thinking, what's the percentage-wise, what's the best outcome for here? You know, like the best quality of life that we can give this patient without taking undue risks. And as House points out, sure. the more tissue that you save the um you know the more risk you're taking as far as you know whether it's cancer or you know or other complications uh right. for her they're able to get everything out and they don't have to amputate the leg so she's fine so we got one amputation one not amputation and then the third story is going to be kind of both and in between um but the yeah the third story of the three stories is the golfer uh at first Carmen Electra which is is pretty funny they they do uh I think they use her just enough. It's just a yeah, little, yeah. little bit of Carmen Electra, and then they, uh, and then they I mean, go. It's through. not uh, 1997 or 98 where she was all over the place. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But they, because uh, they have, she's the she's the farmer for a minute too, because they have uh, the farmer take his pants off, and uh, <laughs> the the one guy's like, I thought it was the the farmer, the guy, and he's like, yeah, but if we're gonna uh, if we're gonna see a leg, you know, <laughs> might as well be Carmen right, Electra. Right. Um. But anyway, so uh, she becomes a guy at, uh, you know, she transitions uh, at some point in the story and uh, extreme pain. Oh, did she? I didn't even notice, Mark. <laughs> Mike doesn't see gender. I don't see that kind of thing. All right. Um, <laughs> that's like, did you ever did, did you ever watch The Office? Like, have you ever seen any of The Office? I've seen a lot of it, but when it gets to Ed Helms, oh. I, uh, I lose interest because oh. I don't like his character or him. Agreed. My one of my favorite things was uh, when Jim hires the uh, the Asian guy to pretend to be him to be Asian Jim. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And he's he goes up he goes up to the thing and Dwight's like, "Who are you?" You know, he's like, uh, and he goes, "You're not Jim. Jim's not Asian." And uh, he looks at me. He goes, "Hey, good good for you for not seeing race, buddy." Oh, uh, but anyway, so, so, um, this guy's in a tremendous amount of pain. He's, uh, you know, he's curling as they say, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to figure out, Oh, can't be a slip disc. He's curling too much. You know, he's moving around. It can't be this. It can't be that too much pain, uh, to be, you know, or hernia or whatever it is. And, um, they're like, we don't know what to do with the, uh, you know, like he, they've got them a morphine or whatever it is, Demerol, whatever it is ready. Um, but he's like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know because we don't know if he's allergic or whatever. And the guy himself just grabs, it, jams it into his thigh and injects it. And he's like, oh, I feel so much better now. Thanks. Um, and they think that he's drug seeking. They think that's why he's, uh, he's there, which is a weird, I mean, obviously doctors see a ton of drug seeking behavior, I'm sure. Um, but that seems like a weird way to try to, to get drugs. I don't know. I mean, maybe not, but it just, it seems really weird to come in like complaining about like, just like absolutely freaking out about how intense pain you're in. Cause you would think they'd follow up. Like apparently they kick him. Apparently they kick him out because they think he's drug seeking and they don't, he's, he's presents with all this pain, but they don't do any follow-ups. Like I get out of here, you rascal. Right. Oh, Oh, you little, you little scamp. He just tussled his hair and threw him out with a uh, you know a patch of Demerol. Yeah. 
Uh, don't keep me cutting that up as they wink to him. <laughs> now, don't you get wink. into shenanigans. What would Danny DeVito say when they were kicking a, a patient out if uh, he was you know, exhibiting uh, drug-seeking behaviors? Hey, that guy's going to be... T- <laughs> <laughs> that guy's going to be turning tricks in the corner for that Demerol in no time. That's, that's um, right. Don't hide, your, don't hide your light under a bushel, Mark. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, so... He comes back and he's like, "Hey, it's starting. It's hurting again. I need some more drugs." Um, so they uh, they give him a catheter with no with no pain uh, yeah. medication, no lubricant or anything. Yeah, that that I don't know. I mean, House says this you is. You have to twist it back and forth. That's how little lubrication is on this thing. <laughs> yes. Like you're trying to pull a cork out of a wine bottle, <laughs> but in reverse. Right. Oh. Oh. Um, House says this is his favorite method for determining whether or not someone is drug-seeking uh, because if they can uh, withstand having a tube shoved up their penis, then they're really sick. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if... So I don't know how much of this story is true. I assume most of it, but it's like this is House me- House's method. I don't think they actually did this to him, but I, to this guy. But anyway, so... Um, Right, you're probably just relating like, oh, you know, I, I was in so much pain that I let them do this, which is, you know, terrible. Right. So, uh, they, uh, you oh, know. Oh, by the way, you just gave away the. Uh... <laughs> no, I know. He's, but he says, he says, uh, uh, the guy is peeing, um, tea colored. So, uh, there's, there's brown, uh, yellow, and red in his urine, basically all mixed together. Yeah, it looks like a, uh, uh the aftermath of a night Charlie Sheen's house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> If you've been uh, huddled up into a corner of one of Charlie Sheen's closets, then uh, you know you've seen the stains on the ground. Um, We're just kidding. He probably doesn't do that. No, I'm sure. I'm sure that he's uh, a stand-up guy with AIDS, and uh, and um, <laughs> you know people are throwing lamps all around his house and shit just for fun. But anyway, They're throwing lamps at his house? Yeah, that happens. Somebody, one of the some prostitutes is throwing. A, some prostitute was throwing his lamps around or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like a bunch of people showed up to his house and threw <laughs> lamps at it. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's like how people throw pizza on the uh, the roof of the Breaking Bad house. People it just was drive the, up uh, to the anniversary of that yesterday. Yeah, they just drive up to uh, to Charlie Sheen's house and throw lamps at it. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't make a lot of sense. This is for that prostitute. <laughs> We stand with her. Yeah, they're really standing up. But uh, anyway, so, uh, oh, House, by the way, gets a drink of water, uh, spits it out because it, you know, it tastes disgusting to him. And um, we'll get back to that later. And he. uh, I forgot all about that. So he draws this thing and he's like, you know, what what is this? And uh, the caring student says, you know, his kidneys are, um, you know, damaged. It's blood in, uh, in the urine. And he's like, but I used three colors. What, you know, what, what's brown? And she's like, waste. And he's like, caused by what? And she's like, you know, I don't know, referred pain or like trauma or something like that. And, uh, you know, like they, they kind of go around and he's like, you know, screaming at him. He's like, you know, what are you missing? You know, and all this stuff. And then um, Cameron's the one that finally says uh, muscle death. And he's like, oh, it's not your case, you know. And uh, the caring student says, um, 
you know, dying muscle uh, leaks my, my, myoglin or something like that, uh, which is apparently is toxic to the kidneys, and that would you know cause that. And Foreman, you know, gives the reve- Foreman gets the reveal, which is good because I like when Foreman uh, plays important roles in the show. He's like, "Oh, you were right. It's House." And then it switches. It switches the House. The House is telling his story, basically, of what happened. And then he he tells them, um, you know, the you know the pain wasn't referred pain. It wasn't you know anything like that. It was a aneurysm uh, in his leg muscle, which clotted. And caused an infarction, like a heart attack, but it's in your leg, uh, which is it's basically just, you know, a complete blockage of blood flow to, to the muscle. Um, and they didn't figure it out for four days. The patient, as he, as he pointed out, uh, it took four days for the patient to suggest that it might be, um, you know, dying muscle. So they found they find it and they, you know, basically they have some options here. Uh, now, Seal awards with him now because this is when they were dating. They were the ones golfing together. And basically, he, you know, they say, well, okay, we can clear the blockage out. It will restore the flow of blood, but it's going to cause a ton of pain. One. Two, um, you know, there's buildup of cytokines and, and, and different things. And, um, you know, one of them can raise uh, potassium in, in your uh, in your blood and cause a cardiac arrest. One of them can, uh, you know, lead to uh, a heart attack. Uh, it's, you know, really dangerous. And maybe we should just amputate. Um, he doesn't want to amputate his leg. He is absolutely adamant against amputating his leg. He wants to keep his leg. So he says, I can get through the pain, do, undo the blockage, and let's you know let's white knuckle this shit so they do and he is in horrifying pain um cuddy who apparently is the head of the hospital at the at this time still she says that she can uh, there's a middle ground a surgical procedure where they were where they take out some of the dead muscle as much of the dead muscle tissue as they can but leave the leg intact uh he doesn't want to do that either really um because uh, he, uh, you know, he he thinks that, you know, they'll go in and they'll just, you know, they'll take the leg off and, and everything. Um, so they uh, they he says he first of all he has a uh, um, a cardiac arrest in which he supposedly I guess sees the future and sees the uh, you know the outcome for the other two patients. He sees the farmer. He sees the volleyball player and, and what happens to them and their legs um wilson says that he uh, he says um you know do you uh do you think those were real those visions and he says you know i think that um in my opinion it's just you know the white light people and everything it's chemical reactions in your brain as you're dying because you know house doesn't believe in the afterlife or god or anything like that and um you know he says hey i don't have any proof but this is just what i find the most comforting um, and so he says, you know, I can't get through this, Stacy. So put me in a chemically induced coma. Can't get through this, Stacy. <laughs> it's your fault, Stacy. Um, it's a great name to be mad at someone. It is. Really. <laughs> it's, it's a great name to say with hate. But, uh, so he says, you know, put me in a chemically induced coma. Let me ride this out. And then, you know, wake me up uh, when the worst of it's over. So they agree. 
uh, Stacy's already got a plan. <laughs> she says to Cuddy, she's like, hey, when uh, when he's out, I can make all the decisions because I'm his medical proxy, right? And she's like, uh, well, you're a lawyer. Uh, you should know. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I guess, you know, that's uh, that's the deal. Uh, you know, he doesn't want the surgery stuff. And she's like, yeah, I know. But uh, but I get to make it's my call when he's out. So they uh, they knock him out. And she says, OK, do this uh, this surgery thing that you want to do this middle ground thing. So because she thinks yeah, which is just horrible. I, I mean, yeah. I. I mean, yeah, it's the best decision, but I that's just awful. Someone going against your will, regardless of what it is. Absolutely. Like it's it makes a ton of sense why he, you know, uh why he got angry is at it her. with her. Yeah, why he broke up with her, uh, all this stuff because it's yeah, horrible. Um Yeah. So, you know, it, it's there's a reason house isn't hitting that anymore. Yeah, exactly. So she uh they do the surgery. Um she and- learned to use the cane. <laughs> And basically, uh, basically, it's you know he's he's he stops the story. He says you know the uh, the patient still um, still suffers through uh, you know pain uh, daily because of the amount of muscle that uh, that had to be removed and everything. And they kind of have a little debate uh, in the classroom. They're like you know hey she shouldn't have, shouldn't have done that. That was horrible. You know one of the students is like she made the right decision because that was the right thing for the patient. Um, and, uh, you know, they're like, yeah, but she knew he didn't want it and everything. Um, and house is like, well, patients are all morons. anyway. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like admitting, I guess, to himself that it, it was the right decision, even though yeah, he basically, uh, treats the uh, classroom as a therapist for two hours. Yep. So, uh, then he goes up to Cuddy and says, Hey, uh, reason the guy's sick all the time is because, uh, He's an asshole that lets his kids play with lead paint. They painted him this mug, and he's basically poisoning himself. Yeah, the, the, mug, the mug is the world's greatest. And he goes, he's definitely not, because he's letting them play with his lead. Right. Um, so then he goes back to his office, and he calls Stacy, and he says, you know, bring your husband in. I'll see him. Um, and that's how the episode ends. And next week, we will meet uh, Mark Warner, uh, Stacy Warner's uh, husband. Who is he played by? Uh, I don't know. Some, uh, I think it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh, what does he, what does he say uh, during this next episode? Can we get a little preview? <laughs> See, I, I heard he was played by Lawrence Taylor. I'm a <laughs> Lawrence Taylor. <clears throat> yeah. The football player. Uh, um, what does Lawrence Taylor sound like? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> I can't. No, no, it might be Danny DeVito. Let's, let's, yeah. let's figure this out here. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm not, I'm not giving Lawrence Taylor impression, and you really should not continue with the one you're starting. <laughs> Let's just say you're doing Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm having, I'm having Phaeton spells, Stacy. I've been canceled. This is no good. This is no good now. Uh, yeah, that's no good. All right. So yeah, I like this episode. Uh, yeah. It was a, it was probably my favorite so far this season. It's very nice. It's self contained. It's a little melodramatic mm-hmm. the way that house like has to reveal his pain and that sort of thing. I mean, what can you do? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a little bit of an insight into him though, which I think is nice. Uh, but yeah, that is the uh, the episode for the week. Uh, we will see you next week. As always, uh, stay safe and. Uh, Stay indoors.
flatten the curve. Now, what would uh, Dave DeVito's message uh, to the audience be regarding the uh, recent COVID-19? You got to stay safe. You got to stay indoors. <laughs> I think we're, uh, I don't know. That, 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 one, that one left something to be desired. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm going to continue to listen. You lost to it. I'm going to continue to listen to him and try to refine it. He went, he went too far. He went beyond uh, DeVito. Now it's just his own thing. Right. <laughs> you can get back, though. You can get back. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Bye. See you next time.